Welcome to Social Worker Wine Time. You bring the cheese. We have the wine. We're here to share with you shit they don't tell you in social work school, stories about being helpers. When it comes to medical social work, we have seen and heard it all. During our episodes, we want to share some stories, laugh about them, talk to other helping professionals about their stories, and then laugh about those too. We're going to make light of all the humorous happenings and bizarre encounters in our day-to-day life. We are also working moms and wives, and we'll probably share some of our funny parenting and marriage stories that occur in our lives as well. Our purpose is to use humor to encourage those in the helping professions and working moms and wives. So we were chatting before we started our episode about um, just random things. And and uh, it reminded me of, we were talking about closets and what, what was kept in my closet. And it reminded me of a patient that I had today who had, he had kind of come off as, paranoid I guess there was no um really good working psych diagnosis but when you walk in you know how like when you have a conversation with a patient or a client and like the first five ten minutes like they kind of can pull off that they kind of know what they're talking about right and then like Mm -hmm. as the time goes on you realize they in fact have no clue yeah so he was telling us about surgery he had in like 20 11 mind you this is taking place in 2021 in case you're listening 10 years from now um (laughs) you never know we might become viral and famous and um so he said what time is it and we told him what time it was and he's like they keep lying to me about the time and i haven't slept in 13 days mind you he's been here for like four and he said and we said oh I'm so sorry you know we'll turn the lights off and let you get some rest and he's like oh I don't need the lights I have my um what are the military lights called like the like the the lantern no like what are like military members this is how unversed I am in this world like use for um like sights or to see at night isn't there like a night vision May- yes maybe it's that he's like oh i have my my night vision scope and my um and and all my guns and i gotta get those taken care of and i gotta find a woman to have my back and i mean it was just really like the conversation went off the deep end so fast that we were all just kind of standing there looking at each other going okay now what like, does he really have guns in his house? Cause he lived alone. And we're like, do we have to, you know, make sure that he's safe? Cause he's, you know, doesn't have capacity and he's clearly delirious here. And, oh, but it was hysterical. Like he's like, oh, I don't need the light on. I use my night vision sight or my whatever. And he was talking about 
And he's like, and then I got to, and I got all my guns and then I got to get a woman to get my back, to have my back. And I got things to take care of at home. And I was like, oh, you sounds like you do. I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like you got to take care of a home. Oh, good thing you're not going home. Cause you're definitely not going to get released from your psych hold because just not, nope, not after that statement. Not after that conversation. Oh my gosh. It was just you couldn't make this stuff up. Like one of those stories, cause we're all just sitting there staring at each other and like, well, now what, what do we say to that? Like, well, why does he need a woman to have his back? I mean, I, I hear, I, okay. So all the other stuff makes sense. So why does he need a woman to back? Like, is the woman supposed to be like, you know, his guard? Like, like Mr. and Mrs. Or- Smith. Right. Like he needs somebody to have a six, you know, he's, yeah. But, and I don't know what, like what the qualifications were going to be for this woman that he had to go out and find right now. Like, he's like, I need to get a woman. I need to get my like, guns. <laughs> like, right. Like it was his to-do list. So, but how do you find said woman? I, like what are, what <laughs> you just go out and be like, look, I have night goggles and I can see and I have guns and I just need you to back me up. That's his <laughs> dating ad. Maybe you can do that on those. What are those dating sites? Like um, Tinder and Bumble and, and all that, right? Maybe it's like one of those, you know, so they have like the, the farmers. Yes. Or the Christian mingle. There's like a. So like maybe, so maybe this is like a psychopath one or like, um, oh. Did you do any like Googling or researching to see if he's like a ex-con? No, that's illegal. I'm not allowed to look him up. I know. I would, but I like, would never look up a patient. I know, but I, I, I would have to know these things. <laughs> I would not look him up, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I know. I, I was curious because when he started mentioning like these military, like he said something about being Marine and then he said something about this night vision goggle things or this night sights or whatever. He was, was he talking. having like a moment, like a PTSD I mean, moment. I think he was just living this moment for like the past ten days. I, was he of age of like to be in like Nam? Um, close, close. He might have been a little on the younger side though, because now I'm. I mean, ten years ago, I was thinking people in their seventies. But now it's, it might still but be 70s. Like he was younger than that. He was not yet in his 70s. Let's just say that. So he was kind of on the younger end, maybe like a desert storm. With desert storm, wasn't there one between desert storm and Nam? Now I'm like making my history go. Look um, now. I did actually watch this somewhere recently. Um just out of curiosity to know like how long we had been in. Uh. So we don't normal, we're not normally like this, <laughs> but now Swear. we're, now we're, now we're Googling because we need to know, um, Korean war, know. Vietnam, now Gulf war. So, so Korean was before Vietnam and the desert storm was after. Mm-hmm. 
Mexican American War. No, that's 1846. Okay, so yep, failed from history. From 75 to 90, there was really no war because Vietnam ended in 75. And Desert Shield, Desert Storm started in 90. Okay. I remember that. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know what um, war anyway, but so though I would never look him up because that was of course not ethical or legal. Uh, right. I was kind of curious to know if he really was a veteran. Like I kind of wanted to call the VA. Right. And because he could get VA help. Right. Because like this sounded like, like you said, maybe he was having some sort of flashback. Maybe he had some unresolved PTSD. Like maybe there's some place that the, that the VA could send him that he would feel safer because, you know, now he's living alone with these reported guns and all this stuff. And so I kind of wanted to ask and call the VA and see if he was affiliated because it didn't have VA on his sheet, like on his demographics, but it doesn't mean it's not, he's not a veteran right. because that happens all the time. They use their Medicare and they just don't have it on the demographic sheet. So yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I might have to do that since this is finally like a live case. We don't usually talk about like today cases but that was literally something that happened today and it was fresh on my mind when we were talking about my closet that I just reorganized so So, yeah I would check the VA I wonder because like you said they sometimes come in was this like his first admission to the hospital to our hospital second does he have a legit home yeah yeah hmm yeah I don't know. More to come next episode. If yeah, I, you'll have to keep me posted. I figure yeah. out what happens to him. Yeah. Contact our contact our amazing contacts at the VA. <laughs> yeah. So maybe <laughs> I can do a little private investigating. Yeah. I mean, that would be like the most safest for him. Oh yeah. And that's what I was thinking, like somewhere that would understand why he's having some of these mental health issues would be ideal and could maybe assist him in stabilizing them more than just you know, the public psych facility down the street kind of thing. Yeah. Really, he'll yeah. just go in and get himself out. Yeah. And, and, and play normal for 15 minutes to get himself out. And then, right. yeah. Because he'll play, I mean, he'll have, um, I mean, he had you guys going for a minute. <laughs> right right like we were you know solid 10 minutes we thought we were going to have a real conversation with him yeah all right well i will update you next episode yes so i have to tell you christina that i used pretty much all of my birthday presents that you gave me today (laughs) at work so i had a long weekend And I come back to work and I come equipped with amazing birthday presents from my co-host who knew that apparently today was going to be the shittiest fucking day of the month at work. It's like I had a foreshadow. She, she knew it. Yeah. And so she gave me, um, like a noise making, um, machine type thing that would help make noise. She gave me something to um, shoot at my coworkers to get their attention. <laughs> not a weapon. I promise I'm not bringing a weapon into work. Please don't arrest me or fire me. Um, like a fun shooting thing. Normally it's I just- unicorn that pops balls out of his mouth. Yeah, unicorn poop or something. 
And um, normally I just throw pens at them and apparently that can injure them in the eye. So I think the unicorn balls are much. They're rubber. Yes. Yeah. Much safer. You can't Um, poke them in the eye. (laughs) And although this episode is not sponsored by, but we would certainly accept a sponsorship. um, She bought me a damn it doll. Mm -hmm. Um, Christina, why don't you tell our listeners just in case they had never seen or or heard of this, what is a damn it doll and, and what is it used for? So I got a damn it doll out of just curiosity. I picked it up one day and I was like, this is actually really perfect for work. So imagine a, I don't know, would you say it's about like 11, 12 inches, like a foot? Yeah, about a foot. Right. There's nothing fancy to it. It's got X's for the eyes. It's got some like funky yarn for hair. It has no like fingers or toes. And basically you are to, and it's, it's soft. So you can throw it at a wall. You can beat your desk. You can beat your coworker, whatever you feel is appropriate. And it just makes you feel better because you can beat the ever loving shit out of something and you can't hurt yourself. Yeah. That's pretty much the idea of it. And, and the one that she got me had this really cute poem on there that like tells you why to use it and how to use it. And, and it says it's, it rhymes. It's really cute. And then at the end, it says like, damn it, damn it, damn it. When you bang it on the table yeah, or yep. the desk or the coworker's head, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it works. But for me, you know, violence upon coworkers is frowned upon. Um, I don't know if your place of work allows it, <laughs> but um, I mean, maybe, maybe working from home though, Christina, you could potentially be violent against your coworker if he keeps clearing his throat. Yes. Um, and trust me, I wanted to take that damn doll and bang it on my coworker today, but not my immediate coworkers. So therefore that would be a problem. So let's put it this way. There is a employee who I've known for a very long time and I've worked with in many different capacities because, um, the healthcare field that I work in is like a huge system and there's plenty of different ways that you can work in the system without losing your job and, and transferring positions and roles and, and places and offices and outpatient and inpatient. So I've known this person for longer than I care to. Um, this person, this person annoys the living crap. Like there are just people that I, I can't even force myself to try to get along with. Okay. Like, I mean, I did, but it didn't work. So this person also, our company years ago, like eight years ago, seven years ago, had um, like where you could be evaluated by your peers. And instead of just writing, like whether you like to work with them or they're a good worker, like they literally gave you like a survey. Do you remember this, Christina? And you had to, now it's just like you write about them and just say if you like them or if you don't like them. I hate I know, but I will take this over the survey because the survey literally asked you like 50 questions about your coworkers, like, like like multiple choice, right? It was, it was like a personality kind of quiz thing or whatever, those kind of options. And like a one to 10, like how good are they at this thing? Right. And it gives you all these questions and it literally broke down like all of the pieces of your job basically like your job description and then asked these coworkers if you were good at it and this exactly. particular right 
this particular coworker had just moved into my department. So really didn't, had no clue what the fuck I did, by the way, no clue, none, zero, probably still doesn't know what the fuck I do for the record. She had just moved into my department and immediately started like having issues. Now, granted, we didn't get along prior, but at least we weren't in the same department. So I could just walk away. So now she's in my fucking department and she's annoying the crap out of me and she's not very bright. She's not catching on. And then they ask her to critique me like three months into her working with me. We don't have the same degree. We don't have the same job. We just work in the same department. And she like gives me a shitty critique. And this is my raise. Like this is my freaking money. And she comments on one of the things about my professionalism, about my like my shirts being too low cut and revealing and my pants being wrinkled. Like frick cares. Like if you knew the podunk ass town that I work in, nobody gives a shit if my pants are wrinkled. I mean, yeah, I was going to say half of those people don't even probably know what an iron is. Right. And half of them don't even wear pants. I mean, right. And so mind you, the reason why my shirts were low cut and revealing is because I was fucking pregnant and my boobs were gigantic, but I didn't tell anybody that I was pregnant because in the department that I used to work in, they saw pregnancy as a disability and they would treat you differently because you couldn't keep up anymore. And that was not the case. I fucking kept up until the day I went and delivered my kid. I freaking worked till four o'clock the night before I delivered my kid. Truth. And it was just a shitty environment. Hence why I don't work there anymore. But so then I had to tell my manager to try to defend myself that I was fucking pregnant, even though I didn't want to, I didn't feel like it was time yet to tell her, like, it's my personal decision to tell them when I'm ready to tell them that I'm pregnant. But now I had to fucking say that that's why my shirt's too revealing. Cause my boobs fucking tripled in size and I don't have the money to go get maternity clothes yet. And I don't technically need them yet. Like, Oh, Oh, but that's not even something you should put on somebody's evaluation. Right. Like you're evaluating, you are evaluating the person at what they do at their job. Well, that was, she put that like under professionalism or something. Well, I, I will say this. Out of all of the people I have worked with, you have always been very professional. Well, thank you. Now, thank but behind closed doors, that's a whole different story. But that's for everybody. Right. Especially in our, in our line of work. And our office is our safe space, right? Like that's right. where we can vent to each other and whatever. And I didn't really do a lot of that to her. I just didn't have a lot of patience for her. And she didn't like that because she couldn't pick up, like she would call me and ask me for help with something and I would help her. And then she would call me again five minutes later and ask me the same question. Right. Not having algebra, not having done what I just said, like, this is what you need to do. Go do X, Y, and Z. Anyway, so that was a long-winded way to say, I cannot stand this woman. I cannot work with her. I, I literally just got to the point where I had to avoid her because any interaction that we had was going to get me fired. And she knew it. She figured it out very quickly that I did not like her because I had no desire. And I know it's immature and I've tried to work with much more difficult people, but I just, I just can't. She's just one of those people that just immediately gets me to see red and I just can't do it. And so I feel like knowing that in my profession is a good thing. Like I should know that we can't work together. So Mm -hmm. now she still works with us, but in a different, another new department, um, doing a position that they created just for her. (laughs) 
Um, and so she's been in the system in many different capacities. She's been in this in this system before before the system was the system. Like she worked for the previous system before this one bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's I haven't known her that long, but I feel like I've known her that long. Right. Yeah. So she um so anyway, she likes to make a big deal out of nothing, which is one of the things that I hate, like a big pet peeve. Freaks out and like demands you fix something right now, which is kind of like my children to be honest. And puts her nose in places where it doesn't belong. Period. End of story. Like and you know what? Maybe in some fields and some professions and some, it's good. Like maybe she feels like she's advocating, but it's not. And she's not a social worker. So therefore I can't even try and use that as an excuse. So she calls today to my office. And I said to my coworker, you know, that you have to get that because nothing good will come of me answering that phone. Like I will answer it and I will probably tell her off for whatever the reason that she's calling. Like, I cannot imagine to you like, it's not like I called her. It's not like, you know, it's not, it's just not going to go well. So she, thank God for my coworker. who's a saint literally. And she answers the phone and she starts making up a story about this manipulative family saying that the family said we were supposed to have a meeting with them yesterday. And why didn't we show up? Well, mind you, it's now today. It's not yesterday anymore. So why didn't they call yesterday? Why did you not call yesterday? Why are you letting them manipulate you into thinking that we set a meeting? Did I chart that we set a meeting? No, then we didn't set yeah. a meeting. You know, maybe I said to them, we'll check on you next week. Right. Which and now doesn't mean on Monday or whatever day the day before was right. That we're going to have a meeting that day. Right. If we, if I did not document that we set a meeting, we did not set a meeting. Not to mention this family has boundary issues and they're manipulative. And so in order to get them on the, you know, like off the phone, I've said like, okay, well, we'll check on you again. It was great to talk to you. I'll follow up with you. And I always make sure I'm not giving a time frame because they will manipulate you into that. Um, so I was already, I had my guard up to be careful. So she says to my coworker, um, well, can you come up now? Because they're here now. And she's like, no, oh, we can't. No. Right. Like we don't just come when you call. Like that's not how this works. I mean, granted situationally maybe but if there's an emergency a real emergency not your little emergency that you've made up now before the meeting that we didn't actually miss that you're letting the family make you believe like you're falling for their crap because you have no judgment or insight or common sense and so she says no because um the other person on our team has an appointment like a personal appointment and she has to leave so we can't come up and not having the medical person on our team come up makes no sense. Right. Because not a lot that I'm going to answer. There's a regular social worker on the floor. And I mean, they're not, they're just there to manipulate. They're not really there to do anything productive. So we said, well, we'll come up and talk to them and we'll tell them we'll set an appointment for tomorrow. How's that? Now we'll set an appointment. Right. right. And so she's like, oh, okay. So we hang up. She, my coworker hangs up. And she's like, all right, I'll go up there and say hi to them and just tell them we'll meet them, you know, at 10 o'clock tomorrow. And so my whole team agreed on it. Everyone's good. So then the, we had to call another nurse because we were actually working on helping another patient. And so we get on the phone with another nurse, same unit, but different nurse. And 
we said to her like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the plan. Do you have any questions? Make sure the patients got what they need. This is the orders that are going to be put in, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she hears that nurse on the phone with us, takes the phone from that nurse, gets on the phone with us and says, Oh, I thought you had an appointment and you weren't, you had to leave. When I called the office, they said you weren't there. No, bitch. We never said she wasn't here. We said she had an appointment. She has to leave and she cannot come up there to see this manipulative family. But we didn't say she wasn't still in the building finishing up what she was obligated to doing. Right. Like she had something to take care of. She had, we had a plan of care that needed to be taken care of. We had orders that needed to be put in and she was taking care of them. We never said that she wasn't going to finish her work before she left. We just said we were not taking on anybody new bullshit from you or your little problem that you created yourself by talking your way into this route. Like, I hate when they do that. How rude. Like she just takes the phone. Okay. Right. And to say it, I'm still like, who does that? I know. Takes the phone from the nurse gets on the phone and then accuses my other coworker, who's the authority in our triangle straight to their face, accuses them of the rest of their team lying. And so now it's now we're on speakerphone because she couldn't believe that this happened either. And so she wanted us to witness this as well. And so I'm, I can't keep quiet. Like you said, I'm, I'm fine. Like if I'm in that professional zone, but mm, mm, mm. when it's your safe place, it's different. Right. So I said, she effing said (laughs) that you were leaving. We already said, we already addressed this. She didn't lie. You are leaving. And I couldn't believe it. Like we were speechless. Like my coworker didn't even know how to respond. Like she was just like, how dare, like we are literally sitting here together, working together on these cases, on these patients, on these clients. And we're on the same page communication. We communicate more than I communicate with like my own body. Okay. Because it's so important that the the three of us stay on the same page. Right. And so I, we knew, we knew exactly like we, we don't say anything without asking the other person. Like we work like one employee, basically. That's how a team works though. And especially in your capacity where you have to be all on the same page because we can't be spreading different stories and different plans and different. Yeah. Right. And so she knew, like she looked when my coworker told her the first time that she wasn't available, she looked to her she shook her head. I, I made a little X, like, we're not getting involved in that shit today. And so she got the message like, no, you know, like, and she said, hold on, let me see what time would work tomorrow. And so that's when she, you know, looked at us and we said, okay, 11 o'clock and we're very fast with the mute. So like, we'll have conversations with each, with each other while the person's on mute and we'll, you know, kind of, you have to think on your feet. So, yeah. So I cannot believe she went and accused the lead person in the office, like the, utmost professional of the of our team lying because she was talking to no she was taking care of some fucking business are you so you didn't think you thought that if you got her on the phone she was going to come up then because what you're fucking special oh so there's so many things here (laughs) (laughs) so first of all 
I, I, okay, no, because I know this person. <laughs> yes, this is the disadvantage. I wouldn't be surprised if the family was standing at the desk, hounding her and like pressuring her. And that's mm -hmm. why she was like, I thought you were coming up just to make herself look good. So it didn't look like it was falling on her end when in reality, like it's this family that no mindset of it. I think that she doesn't like to tell them no. I think that she didn't want to tell them no. You just think she, it's, a, it's a no thing? Right. Like she didn't want to take no for an answer from us. And she didn't want to tell the family no. And because she made it sound like it was a very urgent scenario because the patient was not doing well. But the patient's not been doing well for the past like 21 days. And so the, the other thing is the issue that we were being asked to come up there to address was code status. Which probably has been addressed every day for the past 21 days. And, and maybe figure it out that what they want to do. And maybe they should have addressed the code status before they extubated the patient for the third time. not call us after i'm just saying so hold on why can't a regular why can't one of the floor social workers take care of this why can't why, why can't one of the case managers not even necessarily the social worker one of the nurses on the unit talk so you need a nurse practitioner or a physician to really fix mm. that right now could a nurse, a social worker, or a case manager create this problem? Absolutely. Did they probably create it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But then you need a nurse practitioner, a PA, or a physician to fix the problem. And because I happen to have one of those on my team, then they want us to be the ones to fix it. So they screw up and call you guys to fix it. Every single time. Every time. And especially this person, because you know how there's so they don't I, have doctors up there that she can go up to and bother and say, Hey, look, this is what we did. Hold on. Let me back up. So to make our listeners, not just listen to me complain the whole time to make it a little bit relatable in case we're able to, um, have them relate. So, you know how, like you, if, if you get past a case, a case, a patient, a client, mm -hmm. a situation, whatever from another professional and Every time they pass it to you, it seems to be more of a clusterfuck than if you had just taken care of her from the beginning. <laughs> I see Christina shaking her head here. So yeah. this person that I'm dealing with, that is basically her reputation. And like the case wasn't that messed up before and it probably wouldn't have been too hard to fix it. But then once she touched it, it now is like this tornado of insanity and speaking of, I had the same issue last week. Funny that we're talking about this because this could be like a theme of the day here. I had the same issue the last week. I had one of the case managers fueled into this family drama and like the family wouldn't give them the phone number for the other siblings. And they were just pulling her into this family drama and she was just get, literally getting sucked in and telling me how exhausting the family was. And I'm not saying sometimes I don't get a little bit sucked in, but if I find sometimes my, you kind of can't help it, but you can pull yourself out of it. Right. If I, as soon as I see myself going, Oh, then I go, okay, no, I'm not handling it right. If I'm getting sucked in, then I'm not doing my job. Right. 
And so she made a bit. So now everybody in the family is fighting. The ex-husband was pretending to be the husband and calling the children wouldn't speak to each other. The brother had the sister's number blocked. So she didn't even know if it was the right number. So she didn't want to give it to us because when she called, it was not working because he had blocked her number because they were pissed. And then there was another sister that wasn't quite old enough to make decisions yet, but the sister wanted her. So she lied and said that she was 18. So she'd have two out of the three siblings. I mean, like this was like, like a Maury Povich, Jerry Springer. I don't even know whatever those daytime like family drama, like Dr. Phil, I don't know. It was insanity. And she stirred it and made it worse. Instead of just having a boundary in the beginning saying, this is how things are going to go. This is how I'm going to handle it. This is how you're going to respond to me. And so I said, now I have to come in and be the bad guy and put down these rules and boundaries and clean up your mess. And then the family's not going to like me. And then when the family really needs me to help them, they're not going to want me because I had to have boundaries and they're not going to like me now. Granted, can I do it professionally and still build rapport and stuff? Yeah, I try, but sometimes it doesn't work when someone else has already kind of irritated them. Right. If I'm the first one to touch it, then yeah, I can do that easily. Right. Like I can have boundaries and, and respect and respect them and, and have empathy and, you know, they feel valued and, and heard, but not when you make me come in and try and clean up something because then they start going, well, you know, this whole time, the other case manager let us do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, right. Mm, I don't really give a shit what they did. This is how it works. And this is how it's going to work. So needless to say. So I didn't blame her because of course I'm trying to be educational and a positive role model and, and professional. Right. And so I blame the family. I said, you know, this family is sucking you in and, and manipulating you and it's not your fault, but you need to maybe alert yourself a little bit more when you see this happening. And I said, this is what I need. You cannot console us for this again. Like this is not an option. And I need you to tell me who we're talking to. I don't want to know about the drama and why they're not talking to each other. I need to know who I'm calling. And so she gave me two names of people that I was going to call. And so I called the first one and I said, here's how this is going to work. This is what I do. This is what my team is going to talk to you about. And I'm going to also talk to, you know, person B and I'm going to call them on three-way because my team doesn't have the amount of time to call every single person to have an hour conversation with each person. So we'll call you together and we'll stay for an hour if that's what it takes, but we're not going to call separately for two hours just because you guys don't get along so person a was like okay very like i i was respectful i was firm but i was right respectful so then i call person b on the other line explain the same thing all over again well person b is like well but i don't talk to person a and i was like you don't have to talk to person a you're going to be talking to my team and you can just listen and you can talk to my team, but no one's requiring you to say a word to person A on the phone. And person B was like, oh, all right. I said, well, this is how it's going to work. Either we get person A and B on the phone together, or you don't get to talk to my team. And this is what we're going to talk to you about. And this is how we're going to help you. And you're going to want our help. Right. And so person B was like, oh, all right. And would you believe, I mean, I know you would believe, but at the at the end of the conversation, right? Person B 
said, Hey, person a, will you unblock my phone number? Because we need to talk about this later. And I'd like to call you to talk about the plans for mom. Like a, like a civil conversation was going to happen. Why? Because we had boundaries and we were respectful and we listened and we were firm in, in our answer and we were professional and we didn't get sucked right. into their drama. Not one time did we get sucked into their drama. Not once, not once. So, I mean, I'm bragging a little bit. Yes, but I'm, that's okay. Brag. I'm frustrated because right. Because that when you get that, that other professional that hands you that case and you're like, God, I wish you had never even touched it. I'd rather have just played catch up than have to clean up, right? Catch up or clean up. I always vote for catch up. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Actually, um, we, (laughs) so we've been working for two months to get um, oxygen for a patient. Wait, 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 wait two months? Yeah. Because the agency that supplied, she's new to it. Right. So like when she was in the hospital and everything, they were able to do her walk test, all the requirements to get it. Right. So she, they got the order, everything was ordered. She get a, she got assigned to this company and the company cannot supply her enough oxygen throughout the week. So she couldn't go to doctor's appointments because because of distance travel, she would have to take two cans, like two tanks with her. Right. And that wasn't really like sufficient enough. So we kept trying to call. I'm not kidding you. We made a daily, daily, Monday through Friday call Every day. to the PCP's office. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if, if these people didn't have, like, if they were trying to do this themselves, right? Right. Like you guys are professionals who do this for a living and know how to make this happen. Right. And here on top of it is she had been diagnosed recently with, um, cancer. So she was mm-hmm. going to need radiation. So now it's not just a doctor visit once a week. We're talking every day a week. Yeah. So we're like, well, you know what? This agency can't supply it. So we're just going to switch companies. So basically we had to take what the hospital side did. And undo it. And undo it all mm-hmm. and find her, basically find her new company and get all of that started. Do you know how many times the doctor's office sent that particular patient's face sheet with supporting documentation on another patient <gasps> to the DME company? Not wow. once, not twice. <gasps> We're talking like five times. No. Mm-hmm. How do you and not, nobody, after the I first time? That's what, that's what I said. I was like, okay, so they, call, like, because we have access to it, so I could view it. Right. And, you know, like, my social worker is like, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I can find a contact at this clinic. Like, I found an email address for somebody. So I sent her an email. And I was like, look, like, they keep faxing the wrong documentation and the, the DME company can't get through. We can't get through. Somebody needs to get through to them and tell them, Hey, idiot. Send the right. Like, yeah. Like, first of all, you're making a huge HIPAA violation. 
information. Right. right. I mean, right. This is a whole, then you have to file that. Yeah. And I'm, and here's, and here's the most ironic thing. They are actually sending the, 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 the incorrect patient's information actually has the qualifying information that we need on the current, like on the, the right, like, so it's like you had patient A who we had the face sheet for and we're requesting, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they're sending patient B's information with patient A, but patient B's qualifies. qualifies for it because they had the right diagnosis. They had all of this stuff in place. Oh my God. Oh my God. We finally got like literally every day. Like I didn't even have to open the chart anymore. I just knew her name and date of birth. And I was like, Boop. like, I feel like we have that connection now that I should be able to send birthday cards, a birthday card. Yeah. Oh my God. And she's like, thank you so much for helping us out with this. We're like, you know, she, right, of and course. Here, Could you imagine if she had to do it herself? Right. And not only that, but it's like, she had to get these shots. She had to go to radiation, like all of these things that she would have prolonged because she couldn't go daily because she didn't have enough oxygen. That's craziness. Like I can't. And so like, it's almost like better if the hospital hadn't even set her up. Right. Right. Pretty much. But it's like, what do you, you know, it's like, I don't know. They just, I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like some of them are just so overwhelmed right now that they're missing some marks, but I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does, it has been a little crazy and I have been trying to, um, Right. Give some grace to people that are overworked and, and tired and getting pizza and donuts and, you know, chalk for their gratitude gifts. But it's good for you to color. Look, I have my coloring book. I, oh, that's what I do. I'm going to share a picture of my coloring book. You should share a picture of your coloring book. You know, I have a coloring book, but mine's not that exciting. Mine is definitely very cool. It's it's a little um, explicit, but it's appropriate for our That's podcast okay. because we don't ever claim to be um, suitable for work or family. Sorry, this is yeah, more suitable not. for when you're folding laundry or jogging and just wanting to listen to something funny that probably has inappropriate language. Yeah. That's kind of who we are. Well, I now, know, I now know where my son learned some words because of me I didn't realize I said freaking so much <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie who said that he's like you do and I'm like oh I should probably stop that my sister says dang it and he says dang it now oh I'm like okay it's not dang it we can't say that word <laughs> too close to another word but you know we can't explain to him what word it's close to look my family taught my daughter to curse in another language oh, yeah mm -hmm. and um it was difficult to translate it right like you can't say that why because it doesn't it's not a good word it's not a nice word we don't say that word you know people would get very upset well what does it mean but then when you translate it literally it doesn't quite mean what it means in english but it, it was basically go fuck yourself. <laughs> I 
and she spent a little too much time with grandma who said it in another language and she didn't quite say that but that's what it meant and so yeah it's fun well so you know kids when they're younger they don't say or enunciate like we do but in my house growing up we my dad never spoke fluent Italian but he could say certain things in Italian and so um he always referred to my sister and I as his his mother and her sister always fought but it wasn't like mean it was just like you ha- you always had to make your argument <laughs> like right. you always had to prove yourself right so he would always refer to us as my grandmother's name and my um, aunt's name when we were bickering so one of the things if somebody was giving him a hard time he would say dust the duda which means hard-headed so like I always learned just to do this so uh now my husband's family is from Italy as well but their dialect is very different right so I'm from southern and he's more from northern so it's definitely like there is a vast difference in our in our right anyhow such a is one that we both know very 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 well so I learned that probably when I was like three years old. Like I heard that word and I just shut up. Like <laughs> right, right. Because right? so so now wait now does like, it, it means shut the f up? I so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like we all I always was under the understanding it's just basically like shut up, oh, like okay. be quiet, right? No more. Yeah. And normally it either followed dust the duda such yeah. a deep. Or Duda in my house. <laughs> so we say Satazit a lot because we don't want little ears to hear what we're saying. Right. You know, mm-hmm. We're making plans or whatever. So one day I'm standing in the um, garage and I'm getting something out. And I don't even know like what was happening but I said something and Rex turns and goes and I looked at him and I'm like and it was in context so I'm like does he really know what it means that's how they learn in context so I'm like do you know what that means and he's like yeah be quiet and I'm like So now he actually, and I'm like, look, we can't tell him that he can't say the word because it's not a bad word. Right. If he thinks it means be quiet. Right. It's just basically like, shut your mouth. (laughs) Right. It it doesn't work. I could tell somebody to set the seat in this house and it continues. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I say shut the hell up all the time and no one listens. (laughs) I mean, you were around him the other day. Like he didn't keep his mouth shut he was so cute (laughs) your poor son (laughs) if I hear my name one more time (laughs) but um but yeah no and and now like we he says it like I'll be saying something and and I'll get a look and all of a sudden I hear he doesn't say it perfect but he says it I'm like okay we can't say it in school right <laughs> please don't say that's that to your classmates that's a housework although like it would be funny because like the teacher or somebody in charge would have to know 
what it meant. Right. They'd have to be Italian, have Italian family or something. Yeah. Right. And they, and quite honestly, I mean, they probably would find it funny because I mean, he doesn't say it exactly. Right. But if you use the word, then you can kind of like, you know, it could be like a made up word if you don't know what it is. Right. The way he says it. That's funny. Yeah. He could think he was just making up his own word. Mm-hmm. Which they do. I mean, he's what, five? So like, they make up all kinds of names and words and whatnot. I'm, I'm reading the one. Oh, there's an Italian American slang word of the day, apparently. Oh, really? Yes, there's a page that. Um, so, did your family ever use the? It was Gabadost. What does that mean? It, it's set, the way the English spell it is, or something is Capadosta, Capadosta, but we we heard Gabadost. It. I was looking it up to see if I was right. I thought it meant like thick headed, like you're thick, like you're stubborn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody said, let's see. Um, yeah, lots of thick heads out there, but apparently mm-hmm. it literally, tra- yeah, so like thick headed, stubborn, right, is what mm-hmm. I, but apparently it literally translates because remember, these things don't literally translate toasted head. <laughs> So hard-headed, hard-head. Right. Yeah, toasted head, hard-headed. I like it. That's funny. So, yeah, yeah. We, we also use, so like my husband's family used a lot of words like kitchen, kitchen utensils and things like that. And so I learned those from him. I just knew slang, but right. not real. Yeah, not real words. I wish I would have picked it up. I know. It would have been nice to know something. Like Spanish did absolutely nothing for me. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, if you have any train wreck cases that your coworkers have passed on to you, please tell us about it. Um, let us know. And if you have any um, inappropriate words from your native language that your child has learned, please tell us those too. <laughs> yes, because we want to educate ourselves. I Now, I will say I have a friend that's got a 10-year-old. Yeah, he just turned 10. Um, and she's been schooling me on the words that are um, like the hip words. Mm-hmm. Like kids are kids are using, like um, we're we're currently hearing yeet in my house. I had to Google oh, that yes. one. Yes, yeet. Um, but what was the one she said? Oh gosh, I just had it and I forgot it. It's basically calling somebody um, like instead of saying fake, there's a different word for fake. Okay. And, but like, to me, this word that they use, I'm going to Google it now because it's going to bother me. Um, it's like a slang word that means complete, like our generation. Right. It, that's what it means. Um, hold on. Urban dictionary. 
because this is where we all have to go now. Yes. <laughs> I was on like the Italian slang dictionary. <laughs> um, let's see. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Fake. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, oh man. Now that I'm reading these Italian American slang flashbacks. Yes. Did your did your family ever say Maron? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Yes, we also um We also use, so my mother-in-law, when she used to spank my husband, the few times that she did, she used to say, guma mi bak, which basically means like, it feels good for me to beat you. <laughs> nice. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure it was supposed to be for your child? <laughs> I think she might have been trying to record a different type of video. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know who, you know what we need to talk about? I, we'll have to brainstorm after because I have an idea for another episode. I've been following some new social media accounts and there were some really fun ones um, for some topics. I don't know why that reminded me of it, but that reminded me of it. So, so send us your crazy stories of train wreck cases that get passed on to you and we'll talk about them. Um, on our next episode maybe or the one after that we'll see and send us your um wrong words that your children have said that they probably shouldn't have said you know in uh-huh. your language or in in ours it doesn't really matter I'm sure my kids have said other words too and we will catch up with you on our next episode yeah all right thanks oh, guys you know, you know oh. who didn't say goodbye oh we are failing. Tom is not going to like us much. Tom, I know. What can you can a goat curse? Is that not like? How do we know if he's cursing? I don't know. I was asked today since you know we went to the aquarium and asked thousands of questions. The question today was, how do mammals cry? Because <laughs> he knows dogs can cry, but I don't know how mammals mammals cry. cry. I'm like, well, I guess they just do their. Yeah, (laughs) it was a quick fix. But either way, this is goat cry. Good night. Good night. You don't have to be a social worker or medical helping professional to enjoy this conversation. Anyone from any walk of life can tune in. Do you have a funny story about your work as a helping professional? Email us at socialworkerwinetime at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at socialworkerwinetime. The H is optional, like in our logo, because we might be drinking wine, but it's not optional in our email address and on our Instagram. Come and tell us your story. We may share your story on our next podcast. 
That's all for now. We're going to go dance it out like Meredith and Christina. Cheers. Cheers.